Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? hardly stay in my seat. Today, we have got a hot topic for you today. My name is Sugbury. This is Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics, and it doesn't get any hotter than when you're talking about money. I need some of that money, John. You got it, Chuck. Amen. Amen. I am so thankful that you're here today because we are talking today about a topic that I had requested myself as other women that I talked to as well. How do we get these ideas? I tell you, ladies, sometimes I'm just getting my nails done and we sit and we start to chat in the shop and I'll ask women, what do you want to hear on the radio? What type of topics are we talking about? And one of the ones that comes up time and time again is on money, on finances, women in finances. And John, I want you to hang on too because you can learn something today. Good, good. I'm yeah. taking notes. Amen. And so we've got two guests with us today that I have invited. Um, I'm just so blessed to have them here. The first one is Tony Parr. Tony, welcome to our show. Hi, Shug. It's great to be here again. And the other is John Rudy. Thank you, Rudy, for coming on. It's a pleasure. You know, uh, we just I, I just can't wait for the women to get to know you. The questions I have for you, I hope you guys are ready. It's, I'm going to be popcorning these questions out because we're going to be talking about money and finances. Um, so Tony Parr, ladies, I want you to listen up. He is the founding partner of the Parr McKnight Wealth Management Group. I love that name. Parr, P-A-R-R, McKnight Wealth Management Group. Tony has had the privilege of being a trusted advisors to families and institutions for over 25 years. And ladies, you know what Tony wants to do? He wants to have a positive impact on the lives of other people and make his own little dent in the universe. I love that. Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Suge, I am born of a Swedish mother and a Cuban father. I live in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. I'm married to my dream girl and my soulmate, Christine. Hi, I've Christine. Got a lovely daughter named Lily. Uh, two boys and two stepsons, and uh, my job is just my dream, and uh, I love going to work every day and helping people make good decisions about their money. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, John Rudy, um, you are a partner of the Parr McKnight Wealth Management Group, and John drives much of the planning and follow-up involved in the client advisory process. There's a big process here. Ladies, John wants to strive to help clients realize that they have what it takes to be successful, financially secure, and live the life of their dreams. John, you are the man of my dreams today because we're going to be talking about finances. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, oh, you read my bio and I wanted to say amen. Yes, that is true. Uh, I'm a young guy in my 30s. I'm married to the woman of my dreams as well. Her name is Jess. Uh, we have two young kids, uh, one who's turning four next week and another who's one. 
And so uh, I love what I do, showing up at the office and planning and helping realize dreams. And then I go home and get my butt whooped by the little kids that I have. And I just uh, <laughs> am in that stage of life where it's uh, busyness all around. You know what? It's a blessing. It really a blessing is, yes. indeed. And, you know, um, on this topic of women and finance, I know that you guys deal with a big population of individuals. Would you just share a little bit about who you work with and what are some of the critical issues that they battle with? Sure. I think, you know, on the topic of younger families, I think I have a lot of conversations with clients who are family planning. They're planning for their first home purchase, their first car purchase. I can think of a lady who uh, recently I had a conversation with the lady and her husband, and it was all about how do we plan to build this house? Mm -hmm. How do we want to have kids? So how do we plan a budget that includes not just a new mortgage payment, which they were saving 25% of their income. Mm -hmm. So they were charged up to really save and to get this done. Um, And I know a lot about daycare expenses because I have two in daycare. Mm -hmm. And so it was a really illuminating conversation to talk about how do we save enough now so that we can afford a mortgage payment, a daycare payment, and at the same time take care of some of the longer-term goals like education and retirement planning as as well. You know, I hear from a lot of uh, moms, new moms particularly, after they've had their child, they had a career, um, and they're asking themselves, do I go back to my career or do I raise this beautiful baby? And I know that it's individual for each woman. Praise God. Ladies, Mm -hmm. whichever direction you decide, um, that is right for you. These guys are here to walk alongside you. Um, as they guide you in your finances. But, John, what I'm trying to get to is that there are some women that can't decide, do I do daycare or do I stay home? Do you help them with that as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think we can inventory some of the pros and cons of going with uh, any either direction. And then I can share my own story where my wife tried being a stay-at-home mom for a while and found that she was a better mom when she went to work Mm -hmm. full-time and that it really made sense for the kids to go to school and for her to go to work. Mm -hmm. And so... I've seen both sides of it, and we have ladies who have decided to go both ways. And I think one of the benefits of being an advisor in conversations with a lot of different clients, a lot of different ladies who have been in that scenario, is we can, in a private and confidential way, share some of those stories with You know, John, ladies. there's just something super calming about you. I tell you, you talk, and I think, man, you're a good dad, I bet. <laughs> I could like present any mess of a, a income statement or whatever, and you'd be able to just map it out and work with us. Thank you so much. Oh. Oh, John is awesome, and he's my advisor as well. You know, you can't coach yourself, so I'm I'm accountable to John for my financial picture as well. Um, you know, what John says is true, and one of the blessings of working on our team is we've got four advisors and four support team members, but each advisor is separated by 10 years of age. We've got a 23-year-old, John is 33, Brian is 43, and I'm 53, so we've all had different life experiences and the collective experience of our clients to bring to bear on helping our clients make good decisions. And um, just dealing with women in different stages of their life, a lot of women are going through transitions like a divorce. And Mm -hmm. one of my favorite stories, and I'm going to try and tell it without getting choked up here, we had um, a referral from a family law attorney to work with a lady. She came in our office and she had three thick three-ring binders filled with statements and life insurance policies and tax returns, and she'd never had the experience of managing her own finances. Mm -hmm. She put the books down on my table and immediately started to cry because Mm -hmm. she was so overwhelmed and filled with anxiety. And we went through that book, bless her heart, she sat with me for three hours, we went through the book, we put everything into our planning software, we talked to her in plain English, and Shug, by the end of the meeting, she cried from relief that she finally understood that she was gonna be okay. And that's why I love this business. Mm -hmm. It's not about doubling or tripling your money. It's about helping people have peace of mind, Mm -hmm. knowing that they can get where they want to go. Mm. 
Amen. Now, John, I know that you work with people maybe in their second chapter of life. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Can you tell me what you mean by second chapter? Well, that would be like me. I'm the oldest one in the room. So, you know, <laughs> it's, um, you know, I know that you work with people that might be uh, older than you are, and they're looking at their second chapter, might be retirement, might be, um, you yeah. know, that thing that they've always wanted to do. Um, and I love the fact that you work with all ages of people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing that came to mind was a an elderly client who I get together with usually around the holidays, and I stop by her house on the way home with uh, some cookies, and she's losing her eyesight, and I just go through her statement to help her understand what's most important Mm -hmm. and pertinent for the year and talk to her about what's most important to her, which is her kids and maybe supporting them and gifting to them around the holidays. So Mm -hmm. that's uh, one example. We'll should talk about the second chapter. John and I just got out of a meeting today with a couple, and he's selling the business that they've held for a long period of time, and they're going from paycheck to play check. And it's about making that transition <laughs> mm. from being full-time employed, running a business, pedal to the metal, um, to designing an income stream that comes from their portfolio and to figure out, to help them figure out who they're going to be after they sell the business. Because for so many people, it's about the kids and it's about work and it's mm-hmm. about that race we call life. And when you get to that point of financial independence, you have to redefine your portfolio and you have to redefine who you are. And it's a whole different reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's part of, again, what makes this job so wonderful. It's not just about money. It's not about stocks and bonds and cash. That's a small part of it. But it's about helping people transition mm-hmm. from a difficult marriage or from working full time to another phase of life. Mm-hmm. When you use the word portfolio, I'm trying to listen like someone who might not be familiar with that. Can you explain briefly what that means? And do you need to have a lot of money to work with you guys? Oh, my gosh, no. And, and Shug, I just want to make sure that, you know, should people want to contact, contact us at some point? Um, we love what we do and we're happy to talk to anybody about anything that's on their mind or anything they're struggling with. So we've been given a gift and we're supposed to share our gifts with others. So people don't have to have a lot of money to work with us. There's certain clients that are a fit and certain clients that aren't a fit, but that has to do more with attitude and trust. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing this for 33 years. I think we've stumbled on a way, the right way to do planning for clients. And if people just want to roll the dice and buy a bunch of stocks and hope they double, probably not a good fit for us. But again, Mm -hmm. we're happy to talk to anybody about anything that's on their mind. Mm -hmm. And what does the word portfolio mean? Portfolio. uh, We typically refer to a, a, a group of investments as a portfolio. And it might be an IRA. It might be their 401k plan at work. Mm -hmm. It might be their bank account, their checking account. They may have mutual funds. They may have individual stocks or bonds. It's that collection of investment Mm -hmm. assets that Mm -hmm. they have. That's what we call portfolio. And if they want to get a hold of Tony, either you or John or anybody else um, at your organization, they can contact 612-324-0240. I want you to get a pencil out or a pen because I'm going to repeat that again for you. 612-234-0240, and it's PAR, P-A-R-R, McKnight Wealth Management Group. And ladies, you heard what he said. They're going to work with everyone and anyone. Feel free to give them a call. They'll consult with you. They'll look and see if this is a good fit. I'm getting super pumped and excited about this. If you're just tuning in, my name is Suge Burry. 
Yes, this is the best show there is. No need to turn the dial, ladies, because this is the best show there is. Him for her radio women's hot topics. We got John back there. He smirked when you said go from paycheck to play check. <laughs> Thank you, John, for joining us <laughs> I here do, today. I do like that. I do like that. I do. I do. So share with us just for a minute, if you would, about some basic guiding principles and philosophies you have about finances. What, what can these women expect? Well, I, I think there's two ways, and this comes from Henry Cloud. I do a lot of reading, but Henry Cloud talked about there's two ways to live life, and there's only two ways to live life. The first one is easy hard, mm-hmm. and the second one is hard easy. Now, what's easy hard? Sounds like you're talking about eggs. Yeah, well, we could be, <laughs> but uh, this, this has to do with portfolio. No, yeah, this has to yeah. do with lifestyle, and if you want to live easy in the beginning, it means you're spending more than you make, you buy too much house, you got too big a mortgage, you got auto loans and student debt, and you know, you're living easy, you're living high on the hog with money you haven't necessarily earned. Mm-hmm. But what happens down the road? Then it's hard. Not only to pay all that money back, but all the things that you've acquired to impress people you don't really care about with mm-hmm. money that you never really had, then you have to insure it, you have to maintain it, you have to organize it. And we see people go you know, through different phases in life. They accumulate and then they decumulate because things get too complicated. But what's hard easy? Hard easy is you graduate hopefully debt-free, you go to a college you can afford, you don't have a super huge wedding, you buy a used car, you take out a reasonable mortgage on a house, mm-hmm. you save off the top when you get your paycheck, you give off the top when you get your paycheck, and you make sure every week, every paycheck, to put some money away because then you can take your foot off the gas at some point and enjoy the fruits of your labor rather than paying back all kinds of debt that you didn't have any reason to take on in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that sounds like something that I think my kids need to hear. How early do you work with people? Mm. Uh, we have a client that works at a big biotech company. He came in with his daughter. Daughter's name is Grace. And we taught Grace about investments in the stock market. Mm-hmm. And John brought up a sheet on uh, a particular retailer locally, and she ended up buying some stock there. And they're having to run an errand after work and after school one day, and they were going to pull up to a different store. And Grace, at 14 years old, said, Dad, we can't go here. We have to go to this other store because I'm an owner. Oh, and, wonderful. And Grace was 14, and that was so satisfying to hear about that experience. So, you know, we've had kids as young as 8 or 9 or 10 come in the office. I've spoken at uh, different high schools around town, spoken at St. Thomas University. We love lighting up those kids and mm-hmm. getting them on track with the right money values mm-hmm. early on. You know, there's nothing like chores, mm-hmm. allowance, mm-hmm. and then now how are you going to use it for God's greatest glory? And, you know, when we talk about money, you know, our economy, our lifestyle in America is, is one where, you know, people are just chasing that dollar bill all day long. But we don't want to forget the fact that everything we have first comes from the Lord. All blessings we have first comes from the Lord. And he blesses us. Why? To be a blessing to other people. And so maybe if you're not getting blessed, I want you to ask yourself, are you using this money to bless other people as well as to survive and live on? And that's what you were talking about, the 1010. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tithing is important and walking alongside what God's plan is for your life, as well as enjoying that play check as life goes on. I loved what you had to say. Yeah, yeah. So, Shug, let me elaborate on that 1010 spend. It's mm-hmm. actually from Dave Ramsey. And if you don't want any complex software to do your planning, just think about 1010 spend. Give 10% off the top. The Bible says give back the first fruits. And I love what you said about everything comes from God. Mm-hmm. So the first 10% is simply giving back 
what came from him in the first place. Mm-hmm. The second 10%. Pay yourself first, but pay your future self by saving 10%. And then you don't have to feel guilty about spending the rest to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Mm -hmm. 10, 10, spend. There you go. 10, 10, spend. I love it. And we're first given to the Lord. You know, I really benefited from being in a household where we talked about money around the table from a really early age. And one of the things I heard from my parents and really my mom was, you can have anything you want. You just can't have everything you want. And I think in financial planning, we're really helping clients clarify what's most important. Is it their goals? Is it their charities? Is it their home? You know, what are they after? And then we're helping them go after what's most important with enthusiasm and with energy and with the right strategy to make sure that they get there. You know, it's such a confusing world out there that we live in where people are, you know, thinking, well, the more I accumulate, the better. Everybody seems like they're in major debt up to their eyeballs. And, you know, just to come into you guys and sit down would just be so refreshing for your clients, I'm sure. Mm. So um, tell us a little bit about how, when you explain to people about finances and what to do, do you happen to have a guideline or a plumb line of how you actually teach them in that? I think one of the concepts we go through is how to stop the leaks. You know, we all have financial leaks in our life, and you know, I hope I don't alienate too many of the ladies on the air, but I happen to think one of the biggest leaks are these huge weddings that we see going on in society these days. I mean, people are paying fifty, a hundred, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for weddings, and you know, it's a wonderful day, great pictures, lots of wonderful memories. But what about a car or a house or getting a proper start in life? So a lot of times our conversation revolves around stopping the leaks. I remember another client that we had was recently divorced, and uh, we set a spending limit. Uh, some people call it a budget, um, and there was a lot of money going to health clubs and personal trainers. And while it's important to look good and feel good, um, it's more important to take care of your kids, put food on the table, save for your future, make your long-term care insurance payment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we oftentimes help people prioritize what's going out based on what's coming in and always trying to keep them living a little bit below their standard because we need margin in our lives. We need margin in our financial lives. If you're spending to the limit all the time and all of a sudden you need a new roof on the house, new tires on the car, if you have money, it's an inconvenience. If you don't, it's a tragedy. Mm -hmm. So it's helping identify those priorities and the risks and trade-offs for clients. I I do want to jump in on the wedding thing because I did have an expensive wedding but I didn't pay for it with debt. My wife and I didn't see the inside of a restaurant for two years, <laughs> and we saved for it. And I think that is to say that if a large wedding is important to you, maybe you want to have a large wedding where one of the principles going into it is nobody is going to suffer a hardship mm-hmm. over it, and we're going to be planful about making it happen. Thanks for bailing me out on that one, John. John is an expert at tracking every penny in his financial life. When he says he didn't see the inside of a restaurant, just after that, he could probably tell you what he spent at XYZ Restaurant in January of 2006. Yeah. I don't know if I should be proud of that or not, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> My husband would be proud of me if I did that. Oh, good for you guys. I wish I had learned this information when I was younger, much younger. But, you know, is it ever too late to pick up on this? Oh, my gosh. It's never too late to start. I mean, some people fall behind, but uh, then they have to work more aggressively to catch up. But it's never too late. You know, sometimes you just got to take away the shovel. If people are digging themselves into a financial hole, it's time to stop. Start working your way out of that. Mm-hmm. Never, ever too late to get have on the right track. worked with many widows? Yes. And that is a particularly, obviously, traumatic instance in life. And I remember uh, 
widow that we helped, her husband passed away, and it was a typical old-fashioned relationship. He handled all the money, um, and she was just devastated. She'd never balanced a checkbook, never written a check. You know, he took all the bills, handled all the investments, and it was a learning experience where we spent a lot of time with her right away during her period of grieving. But, you know, oftentimes when we lose a spouse, the church is there, our friends are there, our family's there. But two or three months afterwards, there's kind of this empty space in life uh, after the initial hullabaloo of what, what just happened. Uh, it's important to stick with clients. And that is a particularly intense planning period and educational period when uh, a widow loses her husband. Mm-hmm. We did a show, ladies, on uh, widows. And so it was called uh, Wisdom from Widows. I want you to find it. We did two parts and they were so helpful. And one of the number one things they said was make sure you get all their passwords, you know, um, listed somewhere for each other in, in, a, in a good relationship in a marriage. And then as well, know where everything is. Mm-hmm. Know where the paperwork is for your investments. Know where your life insurance policies are. And, you know, that also brings up even more questions that I have for the both of you. Not enough time for this show. But, you know, if you guys would come back and consider maybe doing a series, I don't know, maybe you're going to say no. But there's so many things to talk about. There's talk about, you know, planning for the future. There's talking about philanthropy, uh, life insurance. That's just a big headache right there, too. Do you keep investing in life insurance as you age? You know, all these questions I have for you guys um, could be shows in themselves. Would you be willing to come back on a regular basis? Absolutely. John, I'll, I'll twist your arm so you come back. Thank you so much. <laughs> Tony? I could be here tomorrow if you'd want me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and John Berg back there, I'll you heard him. I'll keep coming back, too. You heard, praise God for that. You know, John's looking for that play check. <laughs> That's right. That you guys talked about, which is really literally around the corner. Tony, can you share with me a favorite Bible verse that you have that has to do with money? Oh, there's so many of them. We just talked about debt, Proverbs 22.7. The borrower is a slave to the lender, and I just really don't like people seeing people get in debt and then they have to dig their way out. We were with a younger couple that had accumulated $50,000 in credit card debt, figured that out recently. And, you know, they've got some very serious trade-offs to make to pay that down and get back on the right track. I, I don't like debt except for mortgage debt. Yeah. Um, so that would be one of them. But, you know, people get embarrassed. Like they don't want to come in and say, man, I've really blown it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your advice to them? Stop it. cut up those credit cards just just cut them up pay with cash do it the old-fashioned way you Mm -hmm. know there's so many older people that used to save for different expenses by having different envelopes my grandmother did and if they want the car they put 10 or 20 dollars in an envelope every week and build up cash um, I think debt is insidious unless mm-hmm. it's to buy a nest for your family, and, and then it's okay. And, you know, people will say, well, I can't live without my credit card, or I have to have it so I can buy things on Amazon, et cetera. That could be a whole show in itself. How to live a life without credit cards, mm-hmm. I think, would be a powerful show as well. Um, John, do you have any advice for our listeners before we go? Well, I would just add to what Tony said. Stop it, and then inventory the things that you have and maybe sell some of this stuff that you don't need to pay off that. And I think identifying those things and uh, sometimes an advisor can be gentle and also point out some of the, you know, you don't need the Tahoe with the big rims. Okay. Mm -hmm. We can go a little bit less expensive. What? I got to get rid of my car with the big rims? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I would just add to that. I think it's uh, one, another thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a bunch of areas that we can cut, you know, my husband and I are at that age where we're, we're, we're de-junkifying and, you know, call it. It's funny how we seem to reach different plateaus in our life where you're building and then you get to be a certain age and you're like, we don't need that. Let's simplify our life. And um, that's what we're all about today is simplification. 
Sugar, if you want one more, I got Proverbs 10.4. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. And I think there's a myth around a lot of millionaires, like some they did a initial public offering, made it big with the company. They inherited money. But there's so many teachers and policemen and just average people mm-hmm. that save diligently every single week, invest wisely, don't take on debt. And that's the way they get to peace of mind. Ladies, would you do me a favor and put your hands together and thank Tony Parr and John Rudy for coming on. I can hear you clapping back there. (laughs) We are so thankful for the wisdom that you're bringing us. And we're going to begin a series. Um, You know, you heard it, John Berg. They said that they would come back on. We're going to do a series on finances on a variety of topics. Look for them. Listen for them. We're podcasted everywhere. Uh, We also are in select cities around the United States where you can listen live. Uh, But most of all, ladies, what you need to know is everything we have first comes from the Lord. And if you don't have Jesus, maybe today will be the day you say, come into my life. This is Suge Burry, Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics, over and out. Thank you so much, Par McKnight.